Hey there, chitheads around the world, and welcome back to another episode of Board Chitless. I'm Lecky, and this week I'm joined by... Dave. Daz. And Tristan. And this week we've been playing Archon and Mutant Chronicles Siege of the Citadel. <gasps> yeah, but before we get into that lot, um, I just wanted to let you guys know that people have been reviewing the podcast on iTunes, they've listened, yes! and these are actual people as well, not just shills, like my mum, or me, that put reviews on iTunes <laughs> just to get the ball rolling. So, um, so thanks for that, Daz. Yeah. Well, just want <laughs> to say, couldn't get on. Don't know. To register. It's, yeah, it's like uh, there's an anonymous, um, bit of an anonymous uh, user handle on iTunes. So, Barleycorn1875, whoever you are, thanks very much for your very kind review. Went in depth. We were talking about the quality of the editing and the audio quality. Humorous and, too. If anything. Yeah, yeah, and also the banter. So, thanks very much for that. Just if anyone's out there that wants to help us grow the podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. The five stars and the kind words really do go a little bit towards helping other people find us to the point that we've actually moved up a rank on our podcast rank, if you can imagine that, where the 81st most popular podcast for board games and hobbies or games and hobbies in, wait for it, Nepal. That is amazing. (laughs) Thank you to all the Nepalese listeners. I'm going to, um, yeah, well, I'm thinking of putting in like some sort of marketing campaign see if we can move up there. Like, I'm wondering how much billboards cost in Nepal. So. Who's number one in Nepal? I, I don't know. You can't see. You can only see your own rank, but maybe there's a way of finding out. Mm. Um, it'll be interesting. It'll probably be like the Dice Tower or someone I'll shut up and sit down. And I'm wondering how many more listens we'll need to build up. <laughs> I, I don't know what the population of Nepal is. If you are the listener that listens Speaking to us from Nepal, <laughs> thank you very much. Speaking Please could continue. be more than one. Game podcast going on at least. Well, one of them, it might just be other games and hobbies. So one of them might be like, you know, like Football. knitting podcasts or something. Anyway, we've discussed this, so we're probably too long and bored everybody. Um, but yeah, just a quick reminder, get on iTunes and just give us a little review if you can. Thank you very much. So the first game we played tonight was Archon, a um, card game for two to four players. It's a sort of um, poker-style strategy game. It's all completely card-based. Everyone's got a little hand of cards with some numbers on it, and it's very fantasy-themed, and you essentially you all start to bid for cards. You're trying to put on a little tableau in front of you. You even need one of each type of cards, which is different suits of cards. So you need an elf, a human, an orc, or a dwarf, or you want to try and get one of the all of the four cards that actually exist in the deck which I tried to do and failed spectacularly. Um, it's quite a fun, quick game. What did you guys think of it? Yeah, it was good. It was, it was, it's pitched as a 30-minute game, but it was like that could have gone on forever, really, couldn't it? We dragged it on. Yeah. Well, we played Daz, me and Sam last week, and we got through three games in about 40 minutes. The four of us tonight went over 40 minutes, I think, in one game. So what you're saying is the series... So I think you two are the common denominators here, yeah. adding length. I think you're right there. The serious... <laughs> <laughs> the serious gamers turned up and took the game seriously and played it very well. Yeah, it should have been Love Letter Speed because um, it's basically Love Letter with the illusion of agency. But, man, you guys were strategizing. I'd say it's more complicated than Love Letter. I mean, there's like four times as many cards to begin with and you're not just guessing what other people have. You're... You know, you're trying to swap them around and stuff. There's a, there is a lot of take that cards, which are lovely, especially when you steal someone's take that card and then use it against them, like I did with Daz. It was, it was lovely. A lot as well. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it does have a bit of a, um, like a sort of like beat the beat up the whoever's winning mm. sort of mechanic where like one person will tend to get mobbed. Like I be, built up three orcs, had no idea where the final orc was and proceeded to watch it get dismantled 
Um, and I managed to dismantle that sort of hand from Daz as well. So the orcs just kind of like floated around the table for a little while. Yeah, yeah, so the more the more dudes you've got in play, the more clans you've got in play, the more influence you have. Yeah. So at that point, you had like three orcs and a bunch of other dudes as well. So you had like six influence. So you could bid any bid, you should have automatically won. But in this game, it's so back and forth. You can play a card like uh, Shifting Allegiances and yes. you just take all the cards off the player next to you <laughs> or like whoever. Yeah. So it, th- there's no... You're building an empire on like Shifting Sands basically because the second you think you get ahead... Yeah. Somebody will just snatch literally everything from you. And even if they don't, because you manage to play all your cards down to repel them, the person after them will. So yeah. you've got, like, it's constantly shifting. And actually, Dave took the win tonight, and from a position of no power whatsoever, Dave, is that fair to say? You're... Yeah, it was like a, a one, maybe like two-term build-up. I kind of, it wasn't planned. It might have looked planned, it wasn't. It didn't look planned. No, it but I think that's I think that's how you do it. it. I think, scrappy. I think that's how you win the game because Lecky built he was quite strong quite early on and he had the clear lead and we just we just battered him, didn't we? Yeah. You um <laughs> you you can sort of spend all like a lot of deck builders, you can spend all your cards in one turn and like get in a really good position, but then you it takes like two or three turns to get like the good cards back in your hand, which actually protects you. So by the time you've done that, someone else has already stolen all the cards that like you stole off someone else anyway. And I think Dave probably played it quite well in terms of he passed a few times when everyone was bidding cards to just try and play people down. So the influence that you're using will also stop you from using those cards to like steal a card of someone's hand or steal a card from their tableau. And because he did that, he had this like super mega hand. So it was like, right, I'm going to steal a card and put it into play. Then I'm going to like break up that from stop you from like winning. And then all of a sudden try and play my final card down. And he got into a really strong position just by like maybe holding on to some of those big power cards. That's what I was trying to do at one point just before you did that. But I got the rules wrong for one of the cards. So it kind of fell flat on its face because I thought I was going to take take a load from you. Um, but yeah. then you had, you had to get, <laughs> take some cards from you. Um, but then you ha- I, I had to return some back to you as well. So um, I think ev- just every turn my strategy was changing um it was adapting pretty quickly but that's kind of the fun in it as well it's hard to predict what's gonna happen what's gonna happen next and something that you think is gonna be over in 30 seconds went on for however long it did tonight is it is a game of timing like there's a balance because if you play like there's several cards that it's just gonna steal somebody's clans or do something like really bad or you know completely switch clans if you play it though you've then got no defense against somebody playing that against you if you hold on to the card and somebody plays that against you, you can cancel it. So there's like a really interesting balance. Yeah, it's just that point you break out and you go for a big bold move, um, and then you, you know it can either be successful like with you or uh, not so much like with me. But uh, getting too strong as well, getting too many um, uh, clans out there, you, you're just attracting trouble, yeah. really, aren't you? So you're that, above that, the yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, that could be one of the reasons why our game went on for a bit longer than it probably should have, or maybe is um, this, the game's designed to do is because there wasn't any sort of um, balance in the early game. Like I think Tristan got a few cards out, cards out quite early. We dismantled them, and then I managed to get a couple of orcs together, and then they got dismantled. And every time someone seemed to, there was a, always a clear leader, and we'd all just gang up on them. Whereas if we'd all got to two cards around at the same time, so we might have just got that sort of dodgy quick victory. 
Um, but it was still fun, um, even though it was a very swingy game, you know, leader going back and forth. There was still a lot to play for. I never felt like you were out of the game. Yeah, I think a short game like this needs to be swingy like that to give everyone a chance. It, it would suck if somebody was just like, oh, they're clearly going to win, and you just waited for it to happen. So this game very much leaves all of you in in it to, to the end, really. Mm-hmm. And you, it sort of has a natural progression where people, you do get to a point where everyone has a clan or two in, in play, and at that point, it's every man for himself kind of thing. It's like Spartacus where you, you kind of you set yourself up for that one big move. Thrust. <laughs> yeah so to speak I should point out as well the artwork is fantastic there's only I think there's about mm. maybe 10 pieces at most but um, that's what drew me to the game in the first place and I didn't read anything about it I just I just followed it and thought ooh fantasy adventure game with amazing artwork and it was super cheap I think it was less than 20 quid and um, you, you get a deck of cards I didn't realise how it was going to play out it turns out it's a strategy bidding card game so it's not so much like fantasy adventure although all the characters are clearly like you say, orc, elf, dwarf, and and then it's like thievery and backstabbing and stuff like that. Um, so the presentation is really lovely, and it's a tiny little, just a regular deck box. Um, but yeah, the theme, like with Love Letter, could be anything, could easily be switched out to any other sort of game, but it's got that nice fantasy touch, looks a bit like Hero Realms kind of. Yeah, it, it looks kind of part of a bigger world. Is this, is it a spin-off from a larger series or is it just uh like a complete one-off game contained within itself like, i think it's self-contained it looks it's very warcraft isn't it that's what we said with the yeah. shoulder pads and orcs. It, it, Those orcs are yeah. just straight out of world of warcraft yeah it's really evocative of like the old um warcraft um real-time strategy games as well yeah. like it were a bit like sort of cel-shaded not cutesy yeah. um comic but like very much like comic inspired very nice artwork. And like the cards are like a decent stock as well, you know. They didn't feel like they were going well, to fall apart. Yeah. They yeah. have a lot of grabbing and tearing and tussling over them. So I guess they need to be with this. Be- being screwed up and <laughs> throwing at people that have just stolen cards yeah. off you, that sort of stuff. We went far off that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nah, lots of fun to be had. Did, was this a bought game? Um, is it, what's the sort of price point on this one? Um, Kickstarter. For this, I think it might have gone to retail, but like I said, I think less than 20 quid for the the whole package it's money well spent i think you know you get quite a bit of replayability it's a good fun game definitely fi- a fill a game start the evening or play on your lunch break or probably even take down a pub there's no there's no tokens or anything like that it's literally just a hand of cards each and a deck so yeah nice compact little strategy game well there you go uh nice cheap strategy game which uh looks lovely and plays really well oh come on go check it out guys The next game we played was Mutant Chronicles Siege of the Citadel. It's a techno-fantasy board game uh, for how many players is it? One to five. So they've, they've added like a, an AI deck thing in. It's like a second edition. This The original was from the 90s, um, but they've added in like an AI thing, which I have had a go of. Um, I didn't think much of it, really. It's I think the game's a bit simple to sit and want to play on my own. Like if I'm going to yeah. sit on my own and play something, I want it to be something com- like complex. But, you know... Could have fun with it, I guess. I had, I had good fun with it. Um, we played sort of two missions, didn't we? And each time the um, baddie plays are like the... It's the Dark... What's the name of the bad faction? Is it like the Dark, dark Legion? Legion. Yeah, the Dark Legion. So it's 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 like a, a really sort of dystopian future where corporations have taken all the uh, over Earth and like bled it dry and had to leave. Um, and they've colonised the rest of the solar system. 
but they've gone a bit too far and they've uncovered something on Pluto, I think it is. Or maybe past Pluto, they found like a 10th planet and it's unleashed this dark legion into the into the solar system and it's destroyed all the technology. It, like it sort of, it moves through electronics. So electronics can't really be used, um, although there are exceptions and it just ends up with a massive invasion and all the corporations are fighting among themselves, but they band together and uh, sort of create like a sort of NATO kind of force where they send special forces in to fight against the the, the Dark Legion. Um, <coughs> we can edit that out. That's <laughs> just my chest. Uh, <coughs> God, give me a minute. It's all right. But it's, it's a bit... <laughs> It's a bit of a, like a twisted dark theme, isn't it? It reminds me a lot of like dead space or like sort of like um, weird sort of like body transmutations and stuff and necromorphs, that sort of fits. And um, the gameplay is quite simplistic and straightforward, but it did have quite a lot of variety in terms of like equipment, um, different player abilities. And again, with like one person electing to be or kind of like being um, drafted into the Dark Legion. Um, it kind of like sorted out that sort of problem that I get with one versus many games where it almost feels like it's everyone ganging up against one person. This one, it's felt a bit like a bit fairer, like there's still a lot of agency. Mm-hmm. And um, with, when you kind of like go around defeating Dark Legion um, enemies as um, a corporation faction, then you get these promotion points. And when then when you're playing as a Dark Legion, you still get those promotion points for like killing off player characters or just to applying damage which like i thought brought brings you back into the game really not just being a caretaker for the board game but those promotion points go directly to the corporation that you're normally playing as a dark legion because you you swap between each other every game so normally in a one versus many game and we've done this loads of times you get a bit fed up something like imperial assault if you're the if you're the imperial stormtroopers or whatever you're them for the whole campaign whereas in this it mixes it up a bit it lets you sort of play the Dark Legion and then you go back to being the corporation and increasing and the campaign system is not it, it's it's simple it's real it's not like extra steps between missions or anything but there's a sense of progression there I think um, and you continue that when you're the Dark Legion so you, you're not missing out when you play the Dark Legion side yeah I really felt like that was the case how did you guys get on just playing you were playing the corporation twice and did you have fun with it uh yeah um I didn't get to play as the Legion, sadly, and I got a bit jealous, actually, <laughs> especially looking at your Goleki, the, the sort of amount of mutant terrors that you that you brought in. So I kind of f- found myself thinking, oh, what, you know, if, if it was me next go, what, what would I be doing? So um, I guess that was a good sort of signifier of that I was enjoying the game yeah. generally. Um I didn't have an awful lot of luck um, <laughs> with, with the, um, yeah, um, yeah, I got sort of, uh, I wouldn't say left behind because we didn't really, it, it's, it felt kind of sort of half cooperative in a way of, well, quite light cooperative, but yeah, um, it, it, you are out to kind of get kills uh, to get your promotion points as well. So um you, you kind of split between sort of the objective helping out the other guys and then obviously your promotion points which yeah. is the, the big thing i don't what what happens at the end of the five were, were we to play five yeah uh, so missions? It, you're supposed to play like a yeah. campaign i think there's in the in the the base set there's two five mission campaigns or i think you can play them as one long 10 mission campaign um and i think the winner's just one of the most promotion points right I'm guessing. 
Yeah. I've not. I can't remember, yeah. but I'm thinking that's what it is. I don't. I've not read anything special. Uh, you don't get like a a cop or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but you special. have got your overall aim of yeah, getting yeah. those promotion points and sort of yeah. like yeah. So the, the, you've got to be selfish. Yeah. I think, so that's like the yeah. measure of your success, <laughs> mm. and you've got like um. It, because the corporations, they're working together to fight against this sort of greater threat, um, but they still hate each other. They still, not hate maybe, but they're working against each other. They, they still want to be the ones who get all the glory and you know, all the standing. Um, so you get like secret missions um, that you are trying to accomplish at the same time as the actual goal of the, of the quest or the mission or whatever it is. Um, and, and that adds like an extra element because nobody else knows what you're trying to actually achieve. I've only, we've only seen three of them, or maybe six of them, but put some back. So I don't know what the variety is there, but it's a pretty hefty deck. It's like 40, 50 cards in it. Yeah. From what I saw of like, the missions coming out, when, um, I, so there wasn't any secret missions in the first scenario that we played, but the second scenario, there's quite a lot of difference. Mm. So like, I think Daz was just trying to kill a big monster, a big sort of like alien monster. Tristan, what were you up to? Yeah, I had uh, a mission that couldn't be achieved in the scenario we played. So it was. Oh, okay. I, I had to kill a big monster, but it never came in. So. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, I still enjoyed it though. It's, it's a dudes on the map adventure game, and I'm kind of a sucker for those anyway. And it's really simple. It's like um, it's basically a space crusade. It's like a reissue of space crusade. Um, but I quite like that because it meant that we were up and running straight away. We, were, we it was dead accessible. You, got, you, you as the corporations, we only had two guys, and they could only do two things a turn, like move, move, fight, fight, or move, fight, and um, you just roll a bunch of dice. The, the dice start off rubbish; they don't get much better. Uh, you've got like a one in three chance of getting a hit, but then whoever's being hit usually has a chance to cancel that hit. But actually, I, and I, initially, I thought that's going to be really frustrating because nobody would be doing anything; it would just be. Um, you know, just blocking up corridors and nothing happening. But actually the way it played out was we were moving through the tiles fairly quickly, you know, both sides. And I think, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, Dave and Lecky who played as the baddies, but as you're playing as the baddies, even if you lose, it's not that big of a deal because, you, because you're scoring those hits, each wound that you inflict on a, a, a corporate dude gets you a, an experience point, a promotion point. So you're constantly achieving, which is actually quite a clever thing for something like this where it's definitely semi-co-op you know even all the heroes there was no real tactical discussions between us was there like you guys all you, left me behind yeah and we, we, me and lucky left daz behind to die and it was yeah. it was basically every man for himself so there was no oh you cover these guys here and i'll do this it was literally just get in get your points and get out kind of thing and um for for the theme of what it is as a semi-co-op game i think that worked quite nicely and you you didn't really <laughs> you don't really care what anybody else was doing as long as you could do your own thing. I think it's that element that that makes it fun, that, which is why solo or pure co-op, it's not quite there. Like there's yeah. better games now. And it's, it is, I think it's too light for something like that. Yeah. Like it, you mentioned Imperial Assault before, That's that really requires you working together and you heal me and you tank that and, you know, you've but got even to... Like, but that's got like an app so you can play that solo and have yeah. like surprises and stuff there's no there's not going to be any surprises in no. the solo play on this there's no deep strategy in no. it you're although, either moving or fighting although having said that there is a, a absolute ton of expansions coming because this is the kickstarter copy right i went all in on it yeah. so um there might be stuff coming that is more suited to solo or co-op play there's loads of stuff that was in that kickstarter it was like uh it was just like i don't know what i'm going to do with all the models one of them 
We also mentioned Zombicide. I think it's on that level in terms of complexity. Um, but slightly more polished in that Zombicide has that, that tipping point where it just, just you can't fit the plastic on the board. And this kind of got that way when Lecky was the bad guy. You had so many pieces, you were sort of yeah. almost getting exhausted moving them. Um, yeah, I wasn't most efficient uh, Dark Legion. <laughs> they were more of a mindless rabble. But you, well, you were still you still uh, racking up the points, and you managed yeah, to kill. Managed to kill a character. Does yeah. very much. The, it, it had that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It had the bash the wizard thing. So whoever's lagging behind, or whoever's falling behind, the Dark Legion player, it just behooves them to just pounce on them and try and kill them because. Uh, you get points for wounding people, but you get yeah. bonus points for killing the guys. So uh, that <laughs> happened yeah. to you twice, though. I think Seager had Max, a, yeah. yeah, he didn't have a great outing. He, he wasn't all he was cracked up to do, was he? Yeah, the biggest. He's like a major one. hero yeah. from the law because I, I really... Not when I'm in charge. That's one of the main reasons that I got this was, was the, the IP. I got all the role-playing books from Modiphius. Um I played the second edition back in like, the 90s. That was like my... In our group, we all had like a role-playing game that we caught and collected and would run from time to time, and that was the one that I had. Um, so I got all the latest stuff, and I love the IP. And that guy that Dazard, Max Steiner, he... Uh, he so we've ruined it. We've ruined yeah, he's like a legacy. massive hero, and he died <laughs> twice. He died in both games. And he was the only one to do so. Valiantly oh, low. Yeah, he got... the second one. He just yeah. got chewed up, didn't he? <laughs> Um, it was it was interesting that like the bigger buddies from the Dark Legion, you you would have to go completely co-op and have like three players attacking them at the same time to have any sort of a chance against them. You still need like three dice or something when you've got a pool of like yeah, two plus are, yeah. one maybe. Yeah, I was kind of stuck on that though because one of my secret objectives was to kill one of the really yeah big boys uh, that ended up killing. It was me. like the second so, hardest yeah. monster in the game. Yeah, and so I was caught in two minds. Do I run away or do I try? So I went for it, but that ultimately was my downfall but, with that one. But then he started stalking you, and he was just mm. he was just too powerful, really. And but that, that was another thing with the cooperative element because you, you the secret objective you have to sort of keep it secret. Um, but you guys are tell you were kind of looking at me funny when I was suggesting <laughs> to make the other go. From, it was because of that. From turn from yeah. turn one, you know that no one's gonna yeah. gang up with anybody no. else. Like only the, one person gets the promotion points. So mm. whoever gets the kill gets the promotion points. So you can be co op but only one person's gonna get the benefit. That could it still work for Daz though if if the guy had gone down even if Dad doesn't gone up killing blow he might have still got his secret mission mm. points for it maybe. And what I found interesting was no. the, the co-op was so light that at one point Daz was asking to ask Dave if his character could move through the I same wish I space. Hadn't let him now and Tristan as well because <laughs> if I hadn't have let them, you, you, basically you can move through your own characters um, and you can also move through other corporations' characters, but they have the right to say no. And um, we're right at the end, and the, the mission was to escape basically from this place, and we're all in the end tile. Um, and I let them through, and they both escaped. But then my guys got surrounded. Yeah. So the way the turns work is every round you all get a chance. The turn order changes every round. So in this particular instance, it just so happened in the last round that Lecky went first, and I was the only people left on the board because I'd let everybody else through. So I was the only targets, and he just surrounded me, and I, and we didn't get out. I, I don't think we ever said thank you for that either. <laughs> I don't think you did. No, no. I think we made up for it by giving him a load of points. That that was definitely a janky ending is me and Daz escaped and completed the scenario objectives, but Dave got more points for not escaping and lost no points. Oh, well, no, I got more points for completing my secondary objective. So I, com I completed my secondary objective, 
but gained. I didn't, you don't lose any points. I don't think you lose points for not completing your secondary objective. But I don't think we ever checked to see if you can actually go down ranks because you, you level up as you get promotion points. And I'm not sure if you can go back down ranks. So the only negative from you not escaping, which was the primary goal of the mission, was you gave a couple of points to Lecky. Yeah, so if, yeah, so everybody who doesn't escape, Lecky gets points. Like the, the Dark Legion gets points. So, But that is a negative for all of us. So it was probably in your best interest to help me escape. <laughs> it was only if I'd stopped the whole team from getting off the map as well. So I'd have to kill both of you, which I did. With de- well, you, t- you sort of timed out. You didn't out. kill me, yeah. We but... got to the end. We, c- I mean... Those two Doom Troopers would make it to the next mission, so they've obviously killed everything that was there. That massive mob. No, it's bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> they got eaten up, sure. eaten alive. <laughs> what happens is two new clones come in. Um, a bit, you know, that's yeah. that's what happens. Clones, yeah. Of course, it is. It's a, it's like a it's a sci-fi fantasy. Of course, they've got to be clones. Diesel punk. Never heard that before, but that's what that that's the genre that they've gone with. Makes makes sense. Yeah, Yeah. everything's everything's grimy. There's what I did like um, is the artwork on the cars, and I want someone had um, a medicine injector, and it just looked like this really horrible, greasy piece of machinery. And it's like imagine injecting yourself with that. The artwork has always been phenomenal for this IP. Like going through, there was a war game as well um, released for it called Warzone. I think it was in the late nineties, maybe. Um, and there was a card game as well called Doom Trooper, and the art's been shared. The assets are all in this, but there's newer stuff as well. And um, the artwork's always been like bob on. Yeah, it's it, from a from a sort of um, an outsider looking in at the IP. It's 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 fairly generic, sort of formulaic. I can see where the massive shoulder pads. Yeah, massive shoulder pads, sort of like semi mechanoid space brutes. brutes. Exactly. Yeah, it feels a bit warhammery, but I can see why it's it's built on its own IP. It's got its own universe. And it looks really cool. Um, what I liked about it from the Dark Legion point of view playing the second campaign is the first game was very much a, like, sort of, you go onto the map, you try and literally, like, photograph some plans, which I don't know why the alien race has just, like, a drafting table <laughs> with some maps on it, but th- there you go. But the second one, the escape one, it's felt very much like a tower defense game from my point of view. So you guys were trying to, like, run through this little maze I'd created of aliens, and then I was just trying to get as many different um, resources in as many different places as possible to try and stop you. Wait, and they just all log jammed in one corridor. But it was it was fun sort of organising that log jam. Log yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what sort of um, mechanics the other game, the other scenarios invoke without really having to try too hard. Um, although it's a very simple game in terms of mechanics, I think there's a lot that can be done with them. Yeah, there's depth in like the because there's, there's like you have a hand of cards as well, like Doom Trooper cards. So you get to play cards every turn. Uh, the equipment cards they didn't really mix it up too much where we were, but I've had a look ahead and looked at some of the later equipment cards, and they do start doing like quite interesting things. But I don't know how. To me, if you're gonna, I've, I've, I'd rather have it accessible from the beginning. I mean, there's nothing stopping you going in with playing a single mission with like a, a rank twelve team. And, and Dark Legion, but yeah. I think I, I think the original. I, I never played the original, but I played other games in the system. Played Fury the Clansman, I think it was called, and uh, Blood Berets, which are set in the same thing, and it was by the same company. And they had very very similar sort of rules, um, but I don't think they had the campaign. And, and I think that's what was missing from them. I would rather play a campaign game of something like this. 
I, for, from my point of view, the base game doesn't feel complete at all. Mm. Like you mentioned this Kickstarter expansion material coming out. And I'd imagine if you pick this up at retail, it might be a bit disappointing because you'll see the expansion boxes on the shelf and you know you need a couple of those to really like bulk it out, get some extra enemies in there, um, maybe different mechanics, so this, this base build it up. Is, is more or less like they've, they've put some extra things in, like they put the technician class in or the technical class or whatever it's called. They put some extra bits in, but it's pretty much the same as the 90s version. Um a lot of the some of the stuff I've only seen some of the stuff from the Kickstarter, but it does look a lot more to add complexity. Like so, so there's positional stuff on the board, like monsters doing things depending on position, stuff like that. Even things like that can add all sorts of like puzzle play. And but, like you say, I don't think it feels necessarily complete. It feels like a, a 1990s game. Yeah, it does. It does feel, especially playing some like older games um, last week, like like Game of Thrones. Um, it, it feels very much of that ilk. There's nothing sort of like revolutionary in the box, except it's, you know, it's fun to play. And at the end of the day, that's really probably what matters probably most. It was revolutionary at the time, though, like... When they invented cardboard. Yeah. No, um, yeah, I don't even... It could be like, you know, it's a sort of genre, like, you know, in terms of like, you know, it's a little bit, bit dungeon crawly, bit like mob boss battle But there's, there's not a whole lot of room for innovation there i suppose unless you start really like messing about with what you're doing the dice if we can talk about the dice for a second what a bunch of plastic buggers they are the exact same dice that i remember from the 90s as well they've not updated them updated them at all. yeah they're, they're awful looking do you not think do you think they look rubbish and they're designed to roll terribly yeah we need a dice tower we need just just new dice i don't know why they couldn't have put new dice there's a lot of blank sides and they blank sides come up an awful lot. Especially when you um, use up some like special ability cards and it's like, great, I get to roll like four dice and a red dice, which is meant to be the good dice, and they all roll, end up blank. And you're like, okay, fine. I think the biggest problem is we're spoiled for choice with miniatures dungeon crawlers. Um, but I think this sits in a nice area of that semi-competitive, semi-cooperative uh, versus an overlord player, which isn't normally my favourite. I, I think we've exhausted ourselves on stuff like Descent and stuff in the past. Um, but I think this does it at such a pace and so easily and accessibly that it's more interesting uh, and would possibly get more play than those longer games where you're really just slogging it out. But if I was going to get a dudes on a map game out, I don't know if this would compete with like Fireteam Zero or one of those ones that has more flexibility and, and more tactics yeah. from from turn to turn it might not um compete with them necessarily but at the same time it's a lot simpler than a lot of those yeah, games are now we busted out that first game we played probably, two missions tonight well, and the game of well that well that's it i think that first game after rules explanation because that did take a chunk of time i think that was less time than the arkham game yeah to say it was like 90 minutes wasn't it for that, each mission? that semi-cooperative thing does one major thing that i think is a plus is it just gets rid of alpha playing like yes and I think that's huge because then a lot of the times, even like best of intentions, sometimes we just sort of run away with it and go, oh, maybe we should do this. But in this, you can't, you don't really do that because you, 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 you want the it's points. not best for the yeah. other guy, yeah. There's a couple of conversations about like what should players do perhaps, like what's the best way of going about this, but everyone's left to their own devices a few times. Um, Dave, help me out. 
um, when I was playing as the um, yeah, Dark Legions. He's just he's just pointing out sort of a couple of things that I could do to sort of like optimize movements a bit, which is good. It wasn't it wouldn't go so far as to say we were playing it for me. He was just you know it was nice. I used the tactics that you told me to use against Tristan against you. And then I lost. That's well, that's good though. It shows what a selfless um, sort of player that you are. I think I think this is um, it's a good it's a good game to play. It's fun. Um, it's not overly complicated. So if you if you like dudes on a map game, but you you don't particularly want to spend a whole night learning it with friends, maybe it's a good sort of introductory to the genre. Um, it'll be interesting to see if all the expansions do make it massively complicated and negate that, or whether they kind of run along the same theme. As I, do, these. I do want to just touch briefly on what did you think of the miniatures? Because I wasn't blown away by them. Standard Kickstarter affair, like someone sculpted them, kind of all right. It was. They weren't completely poor. At least you don't have to assemble them. It, well, yeah, it's not the worst that I've seen, but like the 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 sculpts that were on the Kickstarter, um, the the de just not as detailed as I think was promised. Maybe I'm not one of them people who's gonna kick up a fuss and be like bothered, but I can see some people um, really sort of being annoyed with the sort of quality of the sculpts, and it's not. Like Modiphius is quite good at sculpts. Like they did the Fallout game, and they're good, good miniatures. Um, but these are like nowhere near that quality. And I just be aware of that going in because they are, they are like board game miniatures, aren't they? Yeah. Not they're not hobby miniatures. Yeah, it, there's something that you'd be used to seeing in like Castle Ravenloft, in like a D and D sort of port to board game. Not something that you'd buy especially for like Warhammer or whatever. Like if you're buying this game. Because you like the look of the game, but mainly because you're buying cheap miniatures because you got a good deal on Kickstarter. It'll be interesting to see what you think of them, really. It was a miniatures Kickstarter. Like it was, it was just every every stretch goal was adding miniatures. Yeah, well, they, there you go. It's you know, dudes on a map game that's pretty straightforward, easy to learn, but still produces fun. It's not co-op. Let's face it, it's a bit of co-op, but it's mainly about getting your guys to do what your guys need to do quicker than the other guys need to do it. Whilst they're saying, why are you doing that? Or what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Daz, move away from that tile. You're about to be eaten. If you're like bullying one person around the table, then he, he yeah. Did get, he did get uh, brutalized by both of us. He did. It's yeah. just a shame. I just, I didn't get that Dark Legion going myself. Because I tell you what, <laughs> you'd have been all right. Tristan. There'd be some revenge plays. Oh, well, what, what a better time to announce my retirement from using Chronicles, Siege of the Citadel. Oh, undefeated just being promoted <laughs> <laughs> so um just a quick reminder that um shadows of Kilforth will be coming to a kickstarter near the internet in march so keep an eye out for that there'll be more information coming out on the internet waves the, the, the internet create waves like the radio waves? does create waves. <laughs> more of bit, bits and bites and nibbles um but yeah just uh, basically um head to the whole enough in productions website sign up for a newsletter go to board game geek keep an eye out for um updates on there and you'll, you'll get told where to go and what to do and when to spend it so we'll see you next week with more games bye-bye see ya bye